Hey, drinking buddies. Keep enjoying your Japanese favorites safely and conveniently with pop-up events near you. It's super easy to pre-order Drinking Buddy snacks and all your Japanese favorites for pickup at Bizen Beer Bar in Anaheim on November 7th. And from Burger Daddy here in Long Beach on November 14th. Grab yourself a shochu cocktail, a fresh draft Sapporo beer, or a bottle of Los Angeles' own Rokasake at Bizen Beer Bar. Or treat yourself to a burger and craft beers on tap at Burger Daddy. Tap any of our event posts on your mobile device or visit www.tasteofjapan.com to check out the menus and pre-order before you miss out. Get your pre-order in now and make your Saturday one to remember. See you at the pop-up. When we took it over, they had 20 taps and we decided to do half local breweries and then the other half, we decided to focus on Japanese beers. This is The Drinking Buddy Show, where we explore food, craft beverage pairings, and the entrepreneurs and tastemakers behind them. I'm Frank, founder of Drinking Buddy Artisan Snacks. On today's show, Rocky Yonayama joins us from Okayama Kobo Bakery in Anaheim, California. Rocky grew up as the son of two successful entrepreneurs that built their businesses on Guam. Looking to expand beyond his small island home, Rocky went to school here in Southern California and eventually worked in New York and Japan before settling in Orange County. He shares details on his four, yes four, businesses he currently runs and his plans for the future. I was born in Guam. It's a small island between Japan and Hawaii. It's a U.S. territory, so I am an official U.S. citizen. Yeah, so it's a small island. It's a smaller version of Hawaii. Yeah, so I was born and raised there until uh, high school. And when did your family move to Guam? My parents moved to Guam, I believe, over four years ago now. Was that for business? Yes. My dad was in a tour agent's company. He was a tour agent, and then he actually branched out, and he started his own with his couple of partners, and he grew it to a big tour company. And actually, yeah, it went over JTB, HIS, and he sold it maybe like seven, eight years ago, kind of retired. Very nice. So he's a successful travel industry businessman. Yeah. And my mom was an entrepreneur too. She, she actually opened a flower shop and she's been doing that for over 20 years now. She's still running it? Yeah, she's still running it. So where had they moved from in Japan? So my dad moved from Yamanashi. By Mount and, Fuji. Yeah, Mount Fuji. And my mom moved from Tokyo. And they like it in Guam? Yeah, they love it in Guam. I guess they can't move out now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for now, for sure. And you have other family there as well? Actually, my only my parents are there right now. And my, uh, my siblings, my older sister lives in Texas. My little brother lives in California. Okay, so you've got Lost two siblings? Down. Yeah, two siblings. Very nice. And you've all moved to the mainland? Yes. So what took you out of Guam in high school? Actually, uh, it's my sister. She was in college already in California. And I just followed her steps. I wanted to get out of the island first and travel and discover new things. It's a small island, so just a way to get away from the island. <laughs> sure. You want to explore something new. Yep. So you headed to California. You were in high school then or you were going to go to college? College. And where'd you go to school? I went to Chapman University in Orange County or Orange. Ah, City yeah. Area. What were you studying? Business. Makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and had you already had your first job at that point? Yes, actually. I started, I think, high school, 15 or 16. When I got my license, I started working for like a small Japanese restaurant in Guam. 
Very yeah, nice. So I was in the restaurant industry already there. And did you want to be in the restaurant industry when you started going to school at Chapman? I don't really know. <laughs> I don't remember, but but I did I did um I did a part-time work when I moved here too in the restaurant industry too. So I guess naturally I was in it. Did you spend any time in Japan? Yes, I did. Guam is really close to Japan, so it's a three-hour plane ride. So we used to go there once a year at least to see our relatives or grandparents. And yeah, when I moved to California, I tried to go there once a year too. So how did you get started with your current businesses? In fact, why don't you go ahead and introduce the businesses that you run now? So I run a couple of businesses. Um, the main business right now is it's a Japanese bakery called Okayama Kobo Bakery and Bizen Beer Bar in Anaheim. That just opened 2018, July. So this bakery itself was actually our main stores in Japan. It's been open for over 30 years. After I graduated, I worked here in California. I worked in New York and I was in Guam for a while. And I, I went to Japan and I actually worked for this bakery. So what they did was uh, they did have a regular you know, bakery, two main stores in Okayama Prefecture, but they also did bakery consulting. So we help people that wanted to open bakeries. So our system didn't need an actual a pastry chef or a bakery chef. So we had a system to train them and then open their own store. So I was involved in that. I was helping out domestically in Japan to open bakeries and also the international side of it, um, help open India and some parts of Asia, Canada. So I was doing that. And then the actual owner of Okamakobo, he wanted to uh, create a, a branch in LA. So I jumped in and I came here, created a company. And yeah, started from there. It took about three years to actually get an actual store. That was 2018. So you were with Okayama Kobo for how many years then? About sounds like uh, several yeah, years. For, I guess in Japan, three years. And did they already have several locations throughout Japan before they expanded? Uh, yeah, they did have a, 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 not a direct store, but so they already, when I went in, there was about 100 stores that they consulted. And after I went in, we increased it to about 200. Wow. So they're yeah, expanding so, very rapidly. Yeah, but it's not a franchise. So it's, you don't really know that we consulted. But when you go into the, the kitchen, they have our equipment, they have our, flour that we use and your flour is special right yes it's actually a private brand uh, we actually created with a, a japanese flour company uh they have a flour mill in hokkaido so all the actual flour itself is from hokkaido we blend five or six wheat that we blend every year so that creates i would say japanese pastries tend to be a little bit i don't know if you want to say it's softer or yeah. just it's not like say a french pastry that's going to be a little crispier I guess, yeah, it's, it's a bit softer, uh, fluffy compared to uh, the French pastries. Yeah. yeah, that's very cool. So you opened up in 2018. You said it took you three years to open it up. What were you doing during those three years? So I was actually going back and forth. We got busy in, in Japan, so I couldn't really focus on the California side. So that was the main thing. And I was the only one that was going around and trying to find locations. So that took time. But and where did you look initially? We actually were looking at LA, West LA area. We went to look at West Hollywood too. 
but eventually uh, we ended up in Anaheim uh, because my current partner called Tome, he actually came in aboard and he had some connections in the Orange County area. So That's interesting because I think Anaheim, Orange County in general, demographically makes a lot of sense for a Japanese bakery, whereas yes. you would have a very different audience if you had been in, say, West Hollywood oh, or yeah. Santa Monica. Mm-hmm. Now, what about the Bizen beer part? So yes, Bizen beer part, we actually, so we're actually a bakery, so we didn't really think of opening a beer bar. But the thing was, when we took over this locations in Irvine, or not Irvine, some Anaheim, it came with the actual bar itself. So it was three stores that we had to take over. It was a cheese store, cafe, and a bar. So we only wanted the cafe and the bakery, but the owner wanted to sell everything with the beer, you know, ABC license, the beer license. So we thought about it, you know, it was a good, great location. So, so, so why not? So we just took over three of those locations and we were trying to come up with concept with the, with the bar because we never really, you know, run a bar. So, and we just decided that Okayama makes Bizen. Bizen is actually, I guess I can call it a Chinaware. Yeah. Like a type yeah. of pottery stuff. Pottery. Yeah. yeah. A traditional pottery, a handmade pottery. Um, so we thought of using Bizen as a, a handmade mug to serve to the customer. And that's how we ended up just calling it Bizen Beer Bar. So how many taps did you have originally? We did the, when we took it over, they had 20 taps. So we did take over all the 20 taps and we decided to do half will be local breweries, Anaheim Brewery. And then the other 10 or the other half, we decided to, focus on Japanese beers. You know, within Anaheim, there weren't that many um, bar that were serving uh, Japanese draft beer. So we brought in Orion, Sapporo, Hitachino, Koedo. So some of the beers that you can't really get in other bars. So we, we took advantage of it and then we tried to market it as a Japanese beer bar. And then obviously the only struggle was 2020. <laughs> yeah, 2020 came in. and <laughs> Yeah. Now, the other side of the Bees and Beer Bar that I think is interesting is that you have these unique beer mugs. Yes. So these beer mugs, uh, it was actually handmade. It's actually a Bees and Beer Mugs. Every mug is different, color is different, design's a bit different because since it's handmade, it's one and only. So we wanted to serve that to each customer. But the thing was, the health department stopped us. So <laughs> we couldn't officially serve it to the customer. And why did they stop you? Since it's made out of soil, that, that was the main thing. It was made out of soil. And nobody never used a Bizen beer mug to serve the beer. Gotcha. Um, so they yeah. just weren't familiar with it. Yeah. We did what, give them all the information, but they, they didn't give us a decision. Sure. Well, <laughs> it's, it's beyond there. It's something they're completely unfamiliar with, so they yeah. can't make a legal decision yeah. easily. Now, what's the advantage of using a Bizen beer mug versus, say, a glass? So what it does is, so in Japan, when you drink beer, the foam itself is really, Japanese likes the foam on top. <laughs> so what Bizen does is it breaks down the foam and makes it foamier, and it makes the beer smoother to drink. Sure. So I would say in Japan, the aroma of something is very important, especially a beverage. They yes, talk about yes. the kauri with tea, yes. with beer, with a lot of different things. So uh-huh. I'd say it's impacting that aroma 
and then yes. making it easier to drink versus drink, yeah. a glass where it would stick to the edges of the glass. Uh-huh. Yes. That's very cool. Well, I'm going to have to try that out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For home consumption, of course. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for listening so far. If you enjoy the show, be sure to subscribe and leave us a review. Then head to www.thedrinkingbuddyshop.com and pick up some tasty pub snacks, barware, and more. Every purchase he makes helps us support small family-owned businesses in rural Japan and bring you more delicious, unique snacks to pair with your favorite beverages. Special thanks to all of you that have already started enjoying our snacks and sharing them with your buddies. You have Okayama Kobo Bakery, you have the Bizen Bar. You also do an event side through the Tanoshi Project and Taste of Japan. So Tanoshi Project was created, um, so we kind of, I kind of branched out creating an event company. So that came about is we did an um, event called Anaheim Japan Fair in 2019, last year. The main purpose was to bring more people to the street itself. Our street is in front of the city hall, Anaheim City Hall, called Century Street Promenade. It's kind of a hidden street from the main packing district. So I wanted to create an event that can attract a lot more people and you know let people discover our street, including all the restaurants you know around us. So I pitched to the city and the landlord about you know having an event called Anaheim Japan for bringing Japanese food, Japanese culture, and closing down the street and yeah, try to bring people in. And it was my first event, like a big event. So I didn't know how, how it was going to turn out. But in the end, it came out to be like about 10,000 people coming to the actual event. Wow. Yeah. So I was surprised. And the city was surprised. Everybody was surprised. Yeah. And keep in mind, if you've been down to Center Street, it's not that big. Yeah, it's not that big. Yeah. <laughs> um, I created, I guess, a heavy traffic to, to the five freeway. So it was, it was good. But all the food ran out. Like at 1 p.m. So, oh my gosh. <laughs> so what time did you start? Well, we started around like 11 or 10. Oh my gosh. 10, 10. Yeah. So, so about yeah. three hours you sold yeah, out. Yeah, three hours. So the thing is, uh, the good thing about it is we had a lot of restaurants around there. So a lot of people just went to eat to other restaurants and they had their, well, the sales were the highest since like four or five years. So it helped them out. <laughs> nice. And then, of course, you did a Taste of Japan here in Long Beach. Yes. So what we did was uh, we, I just got a call from the Pike Outlet in Long Beach. Um, they heard about the event and they wanted to do uh, a similar event at the Pike right in front of the, the Ferris wheel. So yeah, we decided to brand it Taste of Japan, meaning it can be a food or it can be any pop culture or something. So taste meaning that you can uh, experience Japan. So we decided to do that, and yeah, that was in September of 2019, and that brought about like five to 6,000 people, and we were surprised by that too, because it was our first time. Of course, it was our first time doing a Long Beach too, so. I was there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I can say from personal experience, I was very excited because Long Beach doesn't have a Japanese community. It doesn't yeah. have many Japanese restaurants, maybe mm-hmm. you know, a handful of ramen places and maybe one or two what you might call an izakaya so it was Mm. it was really cool to take my wife down my my son was still a little baby but it was fun to go down and 
have Japanese food right there. I still remember getting the katsu sandwiches. Oh, katsu sandwich. <laughs> yeah, that was so good. Um, but I also remember you guys were so popular, especially the the beer, Japanese beer area, oh, yes. <laughs> that it sold out really quick. Yep. Plus, so, it was a hot day. So. <laughs> oh yeah, it was really hot, and uh, yeah, we we did a all you can drink ticket, so that that really killed us. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's a common thing in Japan, the nomi hodai all you oh, yeah, can no drink package but yeah it's not so common in the u.s and i think maybe because u.s appetites might be a little bigger <laughs> oh yeah just learned that in a in a good way <laughs> yeah exactly exactly since then i've been lucky enough to join some of the taste of japan events and we're doing another one coming up soon uh, actually two more coming up soon so mm-hmm. how have you had to transition during COVID? you know the actual event so we can't really do now so decided to do a pop-up type. So utilizing the Taste of Japan brand, it brought in, you know, of course, Drinking Buddy and other restaurants. And then we do a pre-order online and, and prepay. And the customer just comes in and pick up their order. It, you know, it's a pop-up. So I can pop up anywhere. I can pop up in any city. So I decided to bring in more restaurants and um, you know, just help out the restaurants and keep continuing to increase the name, you know, the increased publicity of Taste of Japan. You also have one more business because you're not busy enough. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I was too bored. You're just so bored working I every know. day that you decided to open another cafe. So um, I, with my other partner, I created a, a company called Lagu Dining. So we had an opportunity to purchase, uh, take over a cafe in Irvine. It's a small cafe uh, near uh, John Wayne Airport. So we decided to take over it. We serve right now uh, coffee, of course, Japanese-inspired um, tea, and a Japanese deli. So we kind of focus on onigiri, so it's Japanese rice ball. And, of course, we utilize Okamakogo bakery bread and create a sandwich out of that. So that's we just started in actually July, so in the midst of this COVID thing, we opened it. And yeah, we're, we're doing pretty good. So right in the middle of business park. So we, I guess, yeah, some people are coming back now. So that's helping us a lot now. Yeah, and you're very close to the freeway, which is very yes. convenient. Mm-hmm. And not far, I realized you're not far from trade where we did an event recently. Yes, correct. Yeah. And now you've got a seating area just outside the cafe. Yes, so people can sit, eat outside. Uh, yeah, we have about eight seats. I think a lot of people might think of a rice ball as just the kind that you could get at a Japanese grocery store if they're familiar at all. So why don't you share some of the unique ones that you have at Lagu Cafe? Yes. So the unique ones we have is a, one of the popular ones is Takana Mentai. So Takana is a, a pickled mustard greens. And... That's mixed with the rice. And inside, in the middle of the rice ball itself, there's mentai. Mentai is a spicy cod roll. It's, you know, some people, they're not really used to eating cod rolls, but it's a good start because you get that spiciness from the takana, from the pickled mustard greens. It's a good mix. And yeah, that's popular. And also a standard one would be like a salmon uh, rice ball. A lot of people order that. And we started one called wasabi kombu so we use a uh, chopped up uh, wasabi plus uh, in the middle we put kombu it's actually a 
a seaweed marinade and soy sauce. So that's a good item to try out too. Yeah, the nice thing about onigiri is that they are light enough to not fill you up too much. But if you just want to grab something for lunch or as a snack, they're a really nice one to have, I think. Yes, it's really it's really healthy. It's gluten-free. so <laughs> Right. <laughs> it's good. <laughs> yeah, and you're getting savory with the mentaiko one. You mm-hmm. have a little bit of a spicy kick to it. And again, yes. you're not filling yourself up with like, you know, a very heavy sandwich or yeah. hamburger or anything like that. So when you want something lighter, I highly recommend it. Obviously, you've got at least four businesses going on right now. Yes. <laughs> what do you want to do with them in the future? I mean, let's say we get a COVID vaccine and everything. What do you want to uh, do? So, I mean, for other, you know, for different businesses that have a different goals for it, um, for the bakery side, I do want to branch out and create another location and also we we are doing consulting on the side too for the bakery we are actually opening one in uh, valencia that's gonna be uh it's not our own bakery but we're consulting one right now and they're planning to open in january so you'll be opening japanese bakeries but it won't have the okayama kobo name on it like you're saying it's not a franchise you're the consulting side of it yeah so it'll be like produced by okayama kobo bakery on the side but they will have your Hokkaido produced flour, yes. correct? Yes, correct. Very nice. So yeah. are you looking all throughout Southern California? Are you even thinking outside the state? We actually do have a contract in Boston. Yeah, they started last year, but um, of course the COVID hit. And they were supposed to have been this year, but of course the COVID hit. We can't do anything in Boston right now. So that's along the way. Now, if somebody was interested in that, they wanted to have a Japanese-style bakery and they wanted to work with you, how would they get in contact with you? So they can contact me. You can go through our website, okayamakobousa.com, and you can click Contact Us and shoot out an email to me. And that's also the website for most of your pop-ups, correct? Yes, all the pop-ups and the collaboration that we have. And then for Taste of Japan, it's tasteofjpn.com. Yes, correct. Rocky shares a couple of our upcoming collaboration pop-up shops. Uh, so right now, yes, we are doing one in uh, November 7th, this Saturday in Anaheim at BZM Beer Bar. We'll have Drinking Buddy, of course, and then Ramen District. They will have different kind of DIY ramen kits from different uh, famous ramen restaurants in LA. And also Shinsengu Mi will be cooking some fresh grilled yakitori from their store. And also, don't forget, we'll have Sapporo beer and Yaegaki, the, their new rogue sake, and also Nankai Shochu. We added another, not a food vendor, but it's a toy capsule. It's called Gacha Gacha. So right. that'll be another, um, it's a new addition. So I'm kind of excited for that one too. Yeah. So if anyone's a fan of the little capsule toys, like if you remember as a kid, you could put a coin in those machines at the grocery store and then a capsule would come out with a toy inside of it. Yes. That concept, but a, a much different level. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's worth more than 25 cents. Oh yeah. It's worth more than 25 cents. <laughs> yeah. So they have some of those there as well. And then we're going to be in Long Beach at Burger Daddy as well. Yes. And more events to come, I'm sure. Yes. More events to come. Thanks so much to Rocky Yoneyama. Check out Okayama Kobo Bakery, Lagu Cafe, and The Taste of Japan by checking the links in our episode description. Thanks for listening to The Drinking Buddy Show. Be sure to subscribe and share it with your buddies. 
Check out our latest artisanal snack offerings at www.thedrinkingbuddyshop.com. Connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Take care and drink well.